0: Join me in looking to uh, Luke twelve thirteen through 21 Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, Ah, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. Tell my brother to share his inheritance with me. This seems like an odd thing to ask Jesus. Jesus is in the middle of a speech about this or that. And this guy comes up and wants him to mediate between him and his brother. And, I, and Jesus thinks it's a strange thing to ask as well. Why are you asking me to do that? Who made me arbitrator between you and you? And your brother, you know, I think as a pastor, I can relate to this. People ask me to do weird things, uh, oddly. Uh, you know, they want me to. I, I've I've been the uh, executor of wills and witness to this or that. I should be a notary public or something. As people come in, the oddest thing that I think someone asked me to do is a, a guy. A guy in my old church made an appointment with me to help help him fill out his uh... his profile for an online dating service uh... christian online dating, <laughs> christian dating service he wanted to make sure i don't i don't know why he and i i wanted to ask like jesus why why are you asking me to do this? I don't. you know how my last time i dated i was eighteen so you know uh... that's not gonna help but odd things people ask and jesus also uh... uh wonders why he's being asked and opts not to get involved with this dispute uh, yet seizes upon the teaching moment which is Jesus's uh, fashion of doing things be on guard he says because life does not consist of abundance of possessions and then he tells this story of a person who was very hard worker very productive the land produced all this stuff in fact he says I don't have enough room for my stuff I gotta rip down the barn I have and build a bigger place to keep my stuff and uh, put a lock on it so people don't steal my stuff right all of that kind of do you remember that thing from George Carlin years ago who remembers that place for my stuff right you need a bigger place to get more stuff and it's all about acquiring all of this stuff and what he doesn't know is that tomorrow he will die and Jesus posits the question then whose will that treasure be because it won't be yours anymore you can't take it with you and it's a good question whose will that treasure be I think one of the points Jesus is trying to make here is uh, you know you can store that up for yourself or you can be rich toward God Jesus says and store up treasures in heaven which have nothing to do with wealth of a financial sort or you can store those things up and they will all be gone once you are gone I mean essentially the story is about is about money and greed and generosity and quite frankly this message is one that seems clear enough i'm not sure you need me to interpret it but uh... because it's my job i'm gonna i'm gonna pay, take a stab at it uh... however to me as i look at this besides the obvious this is about money and about our relationship with our money and how much emphasis we put on our possessions um, i think it also begs the question to me if life does not consist of the abundance of our possessions what does life consist of what does Jesus? i mean he doesn't go on to answer that question very much okay we know it's not about wealth and abundance but what is our life supposed to be about you know i have over the years done a lot of funerals pastor keck has done a lot more, <laughs> and uh, you know, I start to think after a while as I as I've watched f- memorials and funerals over the years, I've lit. It's been interesting to see what people highlight about a person's life. It's especially interesting when when I don't know. I've done a lot of funerals where I don't really know the person who passed away, and it's interesting to kind of get to know a person through their memorial service. Um, what do you say? And I, I want to say is, it is difficult. It is a difficult task to try and express in words the impact that a person's life has on someone else's life. Or on the world for that matter. And so people, I notice people often spend the bulk of their time telling anecdotes stories about how they loved to golf or how they made their own clothes or you know it's rare at a memorial service that we really get a feel for the lives touched by the individual being memorialized we look to the things of a person's life to describe them they worked hard they they liked to fish they were successful in business they were a good mother or a good father. But what does their life consist of? And one might look at this story and wonder the impact it had on the chap who wanted Jesus to fix things at home. Did He give up trying to gain His inheritance? Did he find someone else to be the arbitrator? Did he go home and mend the broken relationship between himself and his brother? And I really think this is where Jesus was going with this. In this parable, this guy had all kinds of money. But he was alone. In fact, he was so alone that he had to pat himself on his own back. Soul? I, I say to my soul, soul? You have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. He's talking to himself. Why? Cuz no one else is around. Cuz he's alienated everybody. He's rich, but lonely. And you know, you can't open up the paper without seeing rich people who are miserable, poor guys all rich and miserable. Who is he going to eat, drink and be merry with? And what was his funeral like? Well, he was rich. He had a lot of stuff. It's all packed away up there in that barn. And his kids were going, oh, we got to go through all that. Oh, I wish we'd have done this years ago. And they're boxing everything up. Oh my gosh, why did we keep this? Why why do we have every National Geographic ever made? Really? You know, parents, do your... Kids a favor, you know, get rid of some stuff. You know, get rid of it. I'm sidetracked here. <laughs> what was his funeral like? You know? He was rich. He ate, drank, and was pretty merry a lot of the time, till he killed over. I mean, it begs the question at the memorial service, what are they gonna say? What is going to be the message that comes from your life? What is going to be the impact of my life on the world? On the people? Will they say He stored up treasures for Himself? Or will they say He put people first? Jesus begs us to not lose sight of what is important. What lasts. What makes a difference in this world and the next. So to that, your memorial service, it might be said, He listened to me when I needed a friend. She forgave me and I, when I, whenever I wronged her. He asked forgiveness of me when He wronged me. She never looked down on me even when others did or even when she may have had good reason to. He always made time for what was important. He was never judgmental. She always encouraged me to be all that I could. She was gentle, but honest, and told me when I was getting off track, and helped me get back on track. He loved me even when it was hard to love me. She never let me give up on myself. She prayed for me every day. Every day. These are the stuff of life. It's not our possessions or wealth and it's not changing the world in big dramatic ways. Only, only a few people get to do that like Martin Luther King and those big ones. But it's tending to the people and the relationships that God brings into our lives so that we can say our lives are different and we are better for having known one another. Let us pray. Loving God, it's so easy to get focused on what we have, and maybe even more so on what we don't have. It's so easy to feel possessive about our things. It's so easy to get distracted and caught up in the abundance of our possessions help us to remember that this is not what life is about but life is about our connection one to another and our connection to you you have told us the greatest commandment love god love others as ourselves that is life help us In our times of forgetfulness, to remember that. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.